What's happening guys? Before we get into the episode, we want to help you out. In case you didn't know, when we're not gobbing off in Eddie's bar, we're actually online coaches. We are indeed. And as a former Royal Marines commando, Harry spends his time helping people physically prepare for life in the military. And I can guarantee he'll get you through any arduous course you can throw at him. Isn't that right, Chef? Bang on, Rex. And if you're tired of looking and feeling like shit, then let Eddie help you take back control of your life. He used to be a fat sack, and now he looks like a Greek god. That could be you. If you want to transform how you look, perform, and feel, then get in contact with us. The link will be in the description. All right, guys, and welcome to the 31st episode of Below the Bar. In this episode, expect to find out why Die Hard definitely is a Christmas film, how Shep got evicted from a Weatherspoons on Christmas Eve, and what should be on your plate to create the ultimate Christmas dinner experience. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. As you can probably see if you're watching on video, we have a Christmas special for you. Another special, as uh, as, they, as they all have been in the last few episodes. Ho, ho, Ho Chi Minh. So I've gone away with Eddie on the podcast. He's no longer here. We now have Santa Claus himself on the pod. Yeah! Fantastic. Right, so we're in our festive spirit, as you can probably see. It's now the weekend for us because we have finished work early. It's Thursday evening um, and we're off to Spain. So, fantastic. What a a Christmas. Nothing says Christmas like fucking off to Spain for a long weekend. Well, Christmas can be interpreted in many ways. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Right, so to kick things off, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get some jokes out there. Christmas joke. A wee jokey joke. To uh, warm everyone up out Just there. A Christmas joke, Mark. Yeah. Are you ready? They're shit one- I'm ready. They're shit one-liners. Yeah. Why doesn't Santa have any children? I don't know. Because he only comes once a year. Nice. Well, I mean, I was going to... I was gonna, I, I was still framing that you were Santa. <laughs> and I, I, had a di- I had a different answer. <laughs> but but that, is, that is actually accurate if I am Santa. True. Yeah, well, you only get it up once a year. So, there, so actually, that's not a joke, really. There is a serious side to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, do call someone. <laughs> don't call me though. I've, I've got my hands full. Not so. Don't put it on your Christmas list. <laughs> what do priests and Christmas trees have in common? Don't know. Their balls are just ornamental. <laughs> not, like not strictly true that because there is a long-standing history of child sex abuse within the Catholic Church, isn't there? So, <laughs> someone should really re- readdress yeah. that joke. That, yeah, that joke isn't accurate actually. So, I thought it was going to be something to do with kids. So. Well, it, it kind of inadvertently is. True, true. Kids love holding their balls. Be another angle that you go. Well. Do that, do that. <laughs> Is that a well-known thing? That's yeah, true. I think that's putting. Yeah, that's. I don't think there's consent when it's when it involves the priest. No, well, famously. <laughs> <laughs> Once take up with the Pope there. Unfortunately, we did try and reach out to him, but he didn't get back to us. So he's actually working the camera. He's good at that. Make of that what you will. Right. Now that we've loosened everyone up a bit. <laughs> Those are the two jokes, the two terrible <laughs> with, Christmas jokes. With a bit of child sex abuse. Yeah, uh, well, we like to start off with a bang, How, with quite literally. What are your thoughts on Christmas? I love Christmas. I was thinking about this on the way here. I love, <clears throat> on the on the long drive here of two minutes, I like it. I, I, I think Christmas is, um, well, the weather's shit. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good, ex- good, a good excuse to stay indoors and have fun. That's, that's, my, that's my thoughts on Christmas. 
Do you want to elaborate on fun? Well, drinking <coughs> and eating, basically. Yeah. It's an excuse. Like every holiday in in Christianity, it's an excuse to eat to excess and drink to excess. That's what we do yeah. best. Well, it's been... It, originally, that wasn't the message, was it? But it's no, been, no, it's no, been hoodwinked really. by rap hands. Well, yeah, I, I can tell where you're going. Because Jesus is Jesus be fucking threaders if he's washing down. Because he's shredded. Because he's famously shredded and starved himself for the sake of humanity. Yeah, the original intermittent faster, Jesus. Yeah, mm. and now... He barely gets a fucking look in over the festive period. He bet he's fucking fuming. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who, where Santa came from. Where did Santa come from? Do you know? Not a clue. What's the origin story of Santa? And if I put more effort in, I probably would have researched that. Yeah. But all we can do now is speculate. Well, that's going to be fun. So, <laughs> it's quite a weird concept, really. Because, like, some bloke, some random bloke comes into your house. Yeah, some randy bloke. Yeah, well. In my case. In your case. So... He comes into your gaff, right, and then just fucking mills about for a bit, eats all your scran, and fucking, and then fucks off and goes to the next one. How how's that allowed, mate? Yeah, especially breaking in, and entering, and especially in a place like America, where uh, you know breaking and entering is very much frowned upon. And everyone's... he's running risks there, isn't he? Yeah, all could... night, Christmas night, he could get shot. Sure, Santa Claus in America must be packing Kevlar. He's packing heat, mate, definitely. He I think Rudolph's got a fucking Glock, mate. In, a kim- in. Yeah, a Kimbo Glock down the chimney. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on room clearances, fucking straight out of the, do- straight out of the door. Yeah, um, I don't actually know where... Wasn't it, isn't it Christmas like a German thing? Is it I like- have no idea. I, th- <sighs> I don't know. Well, it's a whole... So apologies if you're, st- if you're listening and you're young enough to think that Santa's still real, but uh, I'd, but yeah, I'd be worried if you are. I'd be very worried. We started off with ch- child sex abuse, so you're already too you're already in too deep. Um, but I don't know where the whole origin story of the fictional character of Santa Claus came from at all. I feel like it had more innocent origins in like Scandinavia or something, and then it was kind of it was taken over by America and capitalism. And it's amorphosized into Christmas that we know today. Well, it is the ultimate in capitalism, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's like the ultimate. Let's make what well, people don't buy enough already. Let's make people buy even more stuff for their friends and family. Yeah, it's the ultimate consumerist holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Well, ag- again, like what we do best in the Western world when we're celebrating things is just eat and consume far too much. Yeah, but the West is built on consumerism, isn't it? So it's, well, yeah. it's quite fitting that our biggest holiday of the year revolves around consumerism well eastern cultures don't celebrate it do they and that's no. telling yeah so they're fucking missing out they're, yeah on they don't the, have a load of scram that's why they're all thin that's why they're all threaders <laughs> um, that's good you can take that we should way. be missionaries yeah I reckon like, we go fucking do the rounds in South East Asia just drum up a bit of Christmas spirit in yeah, South East Asia in my outfit yeah, that I've paid for I might as well get my use out of it do well that you get to Ukraine and, and if you do normally listen on Spotify I do urge you to actually watch this episode on YouTube because we have we have dug out for you yeah I mean Eddie more than me because I have just stuck a hat on but um, <laughs> Eddie is fully fully laden in the Christmas fully spirit fully laden as a man with a sack full of gifts for children <laughs> Right. Make of that what you will. Uh, yeah, Christmas is class, isn't it? Really, it is really good. It's um, it's an enjoyable time of year. It's a good excuse for everyone to get back together. What happens when you get older? When you when you're younger, right? Christmas is about just getting presents. I was yeah. just about to say this, but then it evolves into like you don't see all your mates all year, and then Christmas everyone's at home, so you see them all, and that's the sick part about it, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Because like you said, basically when you're a kid, all you really care about is how many gifts you got and whether you got more than last year. 
Yeah, like Dursley. And you always thought, when I was a kid, I always thought, God, Christmas must be shit when you get older. You know, in yeah, presents. get anything. Yeah, when presents don't mean as much anymore. But obviously because you evolve as a person and your mind shift changes and you kind of become enlightened, you actually start to value people's company more than material possessions. Well, I don't, I don't so. <laughs> Unless you're 27 and like, fucking hell, I didn't get my Game Boy this week. Um, yeah, but like, I think that, so obviously from a friendship perspective, depending on how big your fam- family is, I think fundamentally your friends are obviously fly the nest a bit and someone maybe go, go away to uni, live there, whatever, go go to different countries. Generally, everyone comes back to yeah. their place of origin That's at, uh, at Christmas and then you can all go out and see each other, which you don't do all year, which is good. That like week, like leading up to Christmas and then like the nether period between Christmas and New Year where like feasibly you could go to your local pub and just bump into someone that you haven't seen for about 10 years. It's class. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, it becomes the ultimate in kind of like reunions because you know you plan you can plan reunions we should do that at some point plan reunions when you're like 35 whatever um, but they, these are like miniature little miniature reunions each year which is kind of cool um, and the same like I've got a decently big family so the same it's same is true for that like all year you find excuses not to fucking see each other basically and then in Christmas because everyone's off work and no one's got an excuse everyone comes together and it's a good time to, to kind of do that yeah because everyone gets into the festive spirit don't they so like if you bump into someone like at the pub or something mid-year can be a bit awkward sometimes because it's not expected almost but yeah everyone gets into the mindset around christmas where you're going to kind of like rekindle some old flames and and everyone's got common ground at christmas because it's christmas yeah so if if you've got nothing else to talk about it's what christmas that's it great just talk about christmas and ultimately you're both there to get pissed should we give people some some great christmas conversation like pillars to uh to go with if they're like meeting people uh and they don't really know where to go so you've got obviously christmas films which we're going to get into yeah israel palestine that's another good one divide the room but then again polarization is the best way to grow your brand true true uh you obviously got so theoretically you could get kicked out could also become the landlord it's a high risk strategy high risk strategy high reward (laughs) i like it so you've got that and then i think you've got like the covid response very Christmassy. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to talk about that? Talk How about- many close relatives did you lose in the coronavirus pandemic? <laughs> I'll start four. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got 104, Fred. So that's, um, <laughs> so that's uh, I mean, again, if you meet anyone they haven't seen for a good amount of time, those two topics, absolute stalwart, yeah. definitely get them in. I think that'll, that'll put you in, a, in good stead to have a nice, productive conversation. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Speaking of which... That brings us nicely onto the pub, the Christmas Eve pub crawl. Yeah, we should cover this, shouldn't we? Yeah, because it's quite. I don't see. I don't really know how much of a tradition this actually is outside of where we live. I'm sure there's like a version of it. I think it has to be because it's it's the big event of the year, really, where we are. Much to the extent that it kind of overshadows Christmas Day. Yeah, well, there's not a lot else happening here. You got that is you uh, know to be that fair, needs to be said. You have got a point, uh, but there is. A lot of like shit pubs around here, right? And what we do at Christmas on Christmas Eve is basically spend the entirety of Christmas Eve going from one side of where we live to the other side of where we live, just drumming every pub uh, along the way. And it's a massive, it's a massive pub crawl. And basically, it starts with like the hardcore. Yeah. Basically, we the need piss, to unpack this actually. Yeah. The piss cans from the rest of the year will start it right, and then as they kind of progress through the day, and it becomes more of a 
acceptable time to start drinking, like midday and then two o'clock or whatever, you get people join. And as as it gets to like mid-afternoon, you've got like a big, massive fucking swathe of people. Yeah, so when we, when we say like it's a big thing, genuinely, there are up to about 100 people on this pub crawl. Yeah, to it's the, awesome. To the extent where after about kind of like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, you can't actually all be in the same pub. So yeah, it's you like spread yourself it's, thin. Yeah, it's like a train. It's like a train of people. So like the, they're spread across about three pubs. Yeah, it is good. We're gonna we're gonna do it this year. We're gonna do it slightly differently. Um, I, did I do it last year? I don't know. Did it, maybe I did. I don't, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, typically, before in histo- historically, I've started a bit too early. Yeah, it's fair but to no say. one likes a hero. You don't. Yeah. Get, you don't get any prizes for starting early and then fucking browning out and finishing early. Yeah. Because as you well know, ultimately the piss cans, right? Who start at like nine a.m. Either fucking brown out at about tea time and it's early bed, mm. early bath time, or they get on the packet. This is to yeah. See them in, and then you you waking up on Christmas Day with a come down. Yeah. So this is the thing. So if you're having to spend your Christmas Eve evening on the packet. Yo, on the Charlie. On the yeah. Then on the Colombian marching powder. Yeah. On That's the shite, shit, as they say. I'm aware. <laughs> you heard of that? You heard that? You, you, it's Christmas Eve. You've done a load of shite. <laughs> you and your mates are all fucking sniffing each other's shite. <laughs> Get a bag of shite in. Getting a bag of shite in with the boys, sniffing sniffing each other's shite in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like we were saying. Or you, you know, you with your mates. You haven't seen them for a year. You're all having a good time, and you feel compelled. And your so, eyes are pinned open. Because <laughs> yeah. you fucking don't, smashed loads of shots. Don't be that guy who's fucking coked up on the Christmas Eve pub crawl because no one wants to talk to you. Spinning Walt bits. You know who I mean. You know yeah. exactly who I mean. Yeah, and, yeah. It, yeah. and he will make an appearance this year. He you always know. does. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Walt mate. He's a lo- local Walt mate. And, uh, <laughs> he's, the lo- he's the kind of... You know, everyone has like a token like village idiot. He's the token local Walt. The village Walt. Yeah, so he'll come out the woodwork. That'll probably end badly with one of, one of our other mates. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, too kindly to the Walt community. Walt community. <laughs> so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. We're gonna start, like, say, tactically. Like, what do you think? Two o'clock. Yeah. Again, I'm a firm. Be- I'm a firm believer in no one likes a hero. Exactly. You certainly won't catch me at the fucking shit old man pubs at nine a.m. Well, this is the thing as well. Like, the earlier you go in the day, the shitter the pubs become. Yeah. The more flat roof pubs are are involved, like the further yeah the further left of like midday you go, because because obviously we start out of town and then work your way back into town. So obviously the better pubs are in town. No, I was just thinking as well. This would be far far superior if you live somewhere interesting. <laughs> oh, imagine what? you did this in like Manny or somewhere. Did yeah. this in Manchester? You could go, like, go from the outskirts of Manchester and go like through Deansgate and into the centre. Yeah, you could. Wait, That'd you could be do, fucking sensational. You could do Oxford Road down past the unis you could do Deansgate like you said or you could just do a combination of central Manchester and pick yeah. and choose and we have to do inter Stalbridge. I mean it's good but it's oh, I want to emphasise this it's only good because you see your mates it's yeah, not good because the pubs good. are good yeah so yeah Christmas Eve pub crawl big win if you're not, you know, if you're not affiliated with the Christmas Eve pub crawl I suggest that you do join one yeah maybe start one in your local area if it hasn't got one yeah and if you don't doesn't sound very festive if you don't have any mates try and keep yourself busy because otherwise it can be quite a heavy day <laughs> Men- mentally yeah yeah. that's a sombre note to end on uh, yeah okay actually no before next. we brush over we do ha- I know you're trying to brush over this cause, but uh, this is a great opportunity to discuss 
your shortcoming one Christmas Eve. Ah, yes. Yeah, well, we, this, we have covered this. But for any new listeners, I think yeah. we need to give it its due diligence. Okay, well, I'll let you take the reins on that, because it's fair to say I wasn't very coherent. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, we, the, we've actually... We actually adhered to the advice that we'd just given, and you still managed to fuck it. Yeah, so I had a different frame though, a different mentally. Mentally, I'd framed it differently. Yeah. So I so was actually in the in the in the uh, in the headspace of I need to catch up. Yeah, which and again can be dangerous headspace. Me. See, if you mm. leave it too late, you adopt that headspace, can become dangerous. You need to find the middle ground. Find the middle ground. Anywhere down it? the central line, she's going down. Yeah, the, the same can be said of football. You know, when you bring a footballer on, and he's not up to, you know, he's not to speed with a run of play. True. This, yeah. This is a good. It's a good analogy. Yeah. Mate, you bring him on too early, and then your team hasn't got going. You bring him on too late, just to take the penalty, and they miss. Exactly, Rash, mate. Rashford. So, uh, so using that analogy, picture this. This is kind of like how old are we? Like eighteen, nineteen. This is one of our first like Christmas. Eve. I was in training, so it was uh, nineteen. Yeah. So this is one of our kind of like early Christmas Eve piss ups. Like we we new kids on the block at this point. Yeah. Hadn't quite made a name for ourselves yet, and we'd chinned off the entire pub crawl and basically just gone straight to the end point which is inevitably always a spoons. yeah and you'd we'd come together but you'd kind of come together you'd split off from the rest of the group because you're going to rekindle with some of your old cadet mates I think yeah so we'd all gone together and then I'd pinged another group that I was aware of that I knew and so I was trying to catch up with them so I was playing and you disappeared as far as I'm concerned because I'm like Obviously, spinning ditch to some tens or something at this right. point. That wasn't happening. Just, just to emphasize, I, I was inebriated, so but I could tell you whether that was happening or not. So, what so, happened so previous though? So at this point, I've already bagged off. Let's say, you know, to be conservative, four lengers, right, in the disabled toilet, and I don't know where Shep is at this point. Yeah, again, playing playing fast and loose with the truth here, but uh, but <laughs> what I'd done, I'd downed like a big bottle of Jaeger in about forty-five minutes. Again, I was like 19. I'd just done six weeks of Marines training. hadn't drank for however long. And so that hit me like a fucking freight train. Then I got to Spoons, was plastered with more alcohol, and then went to see my other mates. And because, you know, like when you're a new addition to the group and they're all a bit bit jolly, right, they then get you more fucking booze. So I had, I was like, had it coming in from all angles, a bit like you with the Lengers, right? And so yeah. it was... A lot um, of fluids, like, passing. A lot of fluids. Coming in and out of your mouth. Yeah. Not so many lingers for me. Um, but yeah, so I was then, you know, and sometimes like you're feeling great, aren't you? That's like, you know, get, you're getting getting into but, it. We've all done this, right? But inevitably. Because you're consuming like a night's worth of booze in the space of an hour. Yeah. You, for about 10 minutes, you feel on top of the you world. You're sailing. And, and then it hits you. That you've just done that. Yeah, and it, it, it hits you like a fright. It's, it's kind of you either adapt or break at that point. Yeah, adapt or break. We know someone's programming that follows the same. <laughs> same pros. Not mentioned so, any names. Yeah, so fair to say I broke. I wasn't I wasn't there for half the course. So um, yeah, do you want to explain what happens next? Probably, yeah, so we'll probably overlay a fucking video. Yeah, we? we will overlay. We'll overlay the video now. But basically, <laughs> what happened is the entire. So picture of Weatherspoons on Christmas Eve. It's fucking rammed. You can barely hear the person next to you talking. Yeah, all of Weatherspoons goes quiet. And everyone's attention is drawn to a young individual who is projectile vomiting all down himself <laughs> in front of an entire Weatherspoons audience. That's, you know what? That's actually traumatising, isn't it? Yeah, because um, that's, that's actually what happened. No, that is, that is 100% accurate, yeah. <laughs> um, 
that wasn't amazing, was it? That's that's fucking terrifying. Imagine that happened now. I'd be fucking furious. That didn't again. You know, linking back if you listen to the school episode. I mean, that didn't do my personal brand a whole lot of favours. <laughs> no, it didn't. You know. But what you did after that is very on brand for you. True. <laughs> yeah. Again, not taking no for an answer. Not not a quitter. Mom didn't raise no quitter. Yeah, so well, the long and short of it is, what well, do you get sent home at that point? Or? I got put in a bundled in a taxi, rightly so. Because um, you are covered in spew as well, so it's not like you would have oh, a, yeah, a yeah. got in any other venues or B spoken to anyone else for the entire evening. Cause yeah, because I stunk as fucking sick. <laughs> anyway, I got home, um, got a little quick change on, and I was like, I viewed it in my inebriated state as a little fucking stop short, as a little like, okay, I'll go in, get a fucking little. Uh, little super sub on, and then this, I'll yeah. This is just this is just a sit rep in your eyes. Yeah, exactly. This is stop short, and so I was then stood in my um, kitchen, like fucking swaying back and forth, absolutely fucked. And obviously, my mom has kind of come in and spoke to me a bit, and had subscribed to the idea that I wasn't going back out. I hadn't let mm. on either way. Um, See what what Kathy's done there is she's jumped to conclusions. Yeah, and with with drunk little Shep over here, that's a dangerous game to play. As yeah. she found out, so I'm about where we live is about three miles away from where I, I'd just been. So in my eyes, I come back, get a shower, quick change, and then I was like, good to go again. I wasn't good to go because I had fucking none of my wits about me, which was uh, was highlighted in the next thing that I did. So I dipped out the back door and fucking got out and started walking three miles towards our place where we, where all the lads were. Yeah, so you've seen this as an escape and evasion exercise, haven't you? Really? Yeah. Exactly. So I was practicing for Hunter's Moon, so which you, was coming next, and uh, and basically. So you got Hunter Force on your tail now. Yeah, mom, and uh, I decided because of that to to didn't want to be traced. Didn't take my phone or my wallet to this endeavor, which of course when you get to, you know, the other side and you need to get into a club, for example, not yeah. having your ID when you look about sixteen probably isn't ideal. See, being untraceable is all well and good when you're Jason Bourne. But when the intention of your trip is to then get into a nightclub in which you'll need ID. Not the best idea. Not, great, so, not great foresight, that. No, and I realised this, because obviously fresh air sobered you up a bit. I was basically double, doubling to the fucking the pub three miles away. I got about two miles in, right, uh, and I realised my, my error. Yeah, However, morale. I'm too far gone yeah. to go back. Morale was low. Yeah, because it's already getting quite late now. So I'm thinking, right, I've just got to fucking commit now. Because I was a bit cerebral by that point. I was all right. So I get in a queue for the next place we were going where all the lads were. They were like meters in here. Um, don't know how I knew that because I had no phone. I just assumed, I think. Um, luckily, my sister was at the front of the queue and she actually got me in. She vouched for me and got me in. Shout out, Pen. And uh, I think, I think, did I get in? I don't know, because I, I wasn't actually with you at that point. I don't know where I was. Probably bagging off more fit birds, let's be honest. This was a point in time where you could have been doing that, though. Yeah. This was a point went... in your life, right, where you could have been... So this is the thing that's annoying, right, with that with that sort of that sort of deflection tactic that Eddie's there, Eddie's, Eddie's put on there. So like, this is a point in his life where he could have been dropping game on quite a lot of... Well, I was. birds. But my... Well, ba- well my they ba- knew that. You didn't know Yeah, I, Yeah, see, this is... So, the best. I'll give you another football analogy. This is like Darwin Nunes, right? In in the fact that great first touch. This bloke, <laughs> this bloke could theoretically be on twenty goals this season, but because he's effectively a donkey, uh, you don't in know front, what, in front of goal. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, when he just scores, it's a worldie. Yeah, 
that was your pretty much a good, a good representation of your dating life, and we know a couple of in- individuals but involved. Certain individuals who I may have given the wrong impression to, and now regret that further down the line. But uh, let's not make this bitter. <laughs> you can listen to our dating episodes. They, they know who they are. They yeah, they probably don't. They fit. They probably don't. They're boyfriends. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, anyway, long and short of it is, I don't think I got into the club. I then got swept up by the Hunter Force. My dad, my dad, he was <laughs> he was patrolling up and down, bless him, like zero one on Christmas morning. You know, yeah, supposed to be doing his Santa duties. Um, absolutely threaders in his car, fucking going up and down the high street and bundled me into his car as a little taxi, fucked me off out, outside our house and then, yeah, Christmas Day was a bit of a blur, to be honest. Yeah, that's not... I mean, Christmas Day itself, now I'm an adult and I partake in the Christmas Eve pub crawl, is always overshadowed a bit, to be honest. Because I normally wake up hungover yeah, and then I normally go for like a little shake-out run. That's yeah, good, actually. That is good. You I reckon Christmas this time. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure yet. But if I, I am, if I am, we'll go for a bimble. Mm, I like a Christmas day bimble. Because Cause inevi- no one else is there. Yeah, because right. no one else is out. And inevitably, you do have a hangover that you need to shake off. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is really good about Christmas Day is obviously the scram. Yeah. Which we're going to get into. But but again, I think because I think it gets ruined, right? If throughout the year you have like tons of roasts. We were talking about this the other day. Yeah. We don't have many roasts on a Sunday. If you have roasts every single Sunday. Well, you're mugging yourself off, really. You've had a Christmas dinner, basically a Christmas dinner every Sunday. Because it is, isn't it? Well, if, if the you... only difference is what? Pigs Fuck. in blankets. But yeah. you should have them on a roast anyway. Controversial yeah, opinion. It's... If you have a roast every weekend, you're effectively just mugging Christmas you off. Yeah. It's just deprive facts, yeah. yourself of the roast. And then Christmas Day is even more special. Exactly that. Because um, if you have a Christmas dinner every fucking weekend, on Christmas Day when you're hungover, the last thing you will want is the same strand that you have every fucking weekend when you're hungover. Yeah, and so it just becomes like another Sunday then. And now, if you have, like, that, it's the same with like pigs in blankets. The only reason they're so good is because they are good, but you never fucking have them the rest of the year. I don't know why, which is... Pigs in blankets are one, one of the very few food items that I could consider to be hard currency. <laughs> if society ever collapses, I, I would theoretically think about using pigs in blankets as, as money. Yeah, I mean they are that, fantastic. They are that valuable too. Yeah, and ve- and vegan. Yeah, Very, <laughs> and I can get on board with that because uh, we might have a vegan Christmas this year. Uh, do you want to get into that? No, but what I will say is, if we do, I'll be having my own separate Christmas dinner. Yeah, you and you and fucking Poppy will be. I'll, I'll just get to Carberry. It- <laughs> Good, yeah. isn't it? No, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I feel like with you and the other fucking lonely alcoholic piss cans at Toby Carver. Yeah. Get to Pogues, Adam Rowe. Yeah, so yeah, you're that fuming, you've driven to Liverpool <laughs> and gone to Pogues for a Guinness. I don't like. Anyway, moving on. Right, let's get into the actual festivities now that we've discussed our kind of usual Christmas setup. Now that you've got an idea for what our Christmas looks like. I'm sure we'll discuss the nether zone later on, actually, because that that needs its own air That time. does need its own air time. People overlook the, ne- the, ne- the nether zone. Yeah, they do. And we we might have a busy nether zone, in fairness, because uh, that's a, that's kind of the next... The, well, the last week before we... Yeah, before we go to Texas. We have we told people we're going to Texas? Not officially. You wanted to make it official. Right, well, what, what better time but than on the Christmas fantastic. special yeah, yeah, than yeah. to announce that we're spending... The first part of 2024 
living in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I mean, as all great podcasters have to do, at some point you have to move to Austin, Texas. To, it, to it, pay pilgrimage to the, the mighty lord and saviours of Joe Rogan and Chris Williams. Exactly. It's almost like a pilgrimage. It is a pilgrimage. <laughs> I, t- I mean, I said we were missionaries earlier. We are going to the Holy Land. Yeah, literally. So we're spending six weeks in the start of 2024 in Austin, uh, basically just to, one, change of our environment, two, fucking workshop on both business and podcast sort yeah, of stuff, um, and sort of network around Texas, because we've both never been. Be class. So it's going to be sick. So yeah, so Christmas theoretically, Christmas theoretically could be quite a busy period for us, because we'll be saying a lot of goodbyes to people. Yeah. Uh, and inevitably, it will turn into an excuse to drink. A fair amount of them as well. Yeah. The thing is, though, we have shifted this year in our like viewpoint in drinking. So it's always a good idea in the moment, isn't it? But then as soon as we do it and then we get a bit hungover, we're probably out of the loop. So it, it'd be interesting to see how amenable we are to this drinking this year because we've, we've defo changed our, our view on it. And the marathon was a catalyst for that, I think. It is, but what I will say is that I think we've kind of condemned Birmingham as a night out now. But yes. Christmas doesn't necessarily involve going to Birmingham. It involves like going to your local and a lot of drinking in Bar X. I can get on board So I'm thinking more Weatherspoons afters at Bar X. Okay, I like that, Which yeah. I can get on board with because A, we have control over the fucking tunes. Yes, true. And B, we can decide who fucking comes back. Uh, and who, who stays. And it, right. And who I leaves. didn't mean it in a, in a predatory way. but Not uh, predatory, I'm just saying. Yeah, ultimately, well, I'm... Well, okay, who we, doesn't stay? Yeah, that's you word it. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. we're judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> so uh, you've got to be on your best behaviour with us in Weatherspoons. To if you want to be executed, to, I, I do like doing this actually. So I don't want to give away my tricks, but like what you do if you are, you know, committed to having afters, is you plant the seed early because yeah. then people treat you very differently throughout the night. Oh yeah, they do. Because yeah, you yeah, become yeah. the golden goose then, and everyone, everyone wants an invite back to Big Rex's. Big Rexes, that's good. Isn't it? Yeah, well, the good thing is I could treat like shit because I've always got got an invite. Yeah, that's, that's I'm half good, the podcast. That's, what, that's what you think. Yeah, true. We'll film a, a piss podcast at some point. That will that will definitely happen in Texas. I would have thought. Yeah, there will be some. And we've got a third member of the team who's probably gonna make a few appearances, but we won't. Should we? No, no we won't announce nah. that. There's too many exclusives going out here. Yeah, we've got to drip yeah, feed it to the bottom feed. feeders. <laughs> right, where are we going from here, lad? Next, Santa. Uh, let's do our top three Christmas films. Okay, deal. Top three Christmas films. Have you drawn up your list? I have. Perfect. I have. He's done some prep. That's a good sign. Did this literally ten minutes ago. So, I'll, should we do... We Take it in turns and we'll start at three and work our way up to one. You reckon? Yeah, I will caveat this by saying one of them is technically not a film. You're going to let me have it, I think. Right, okay. That's fine. We, we, the, Yeah. Because I'll be honest, my favourite Christmas kind of media content isn't a film either. But we, we, we will okay, talk about TV episodes and specials well, that's, afterwards. Yeah. I've Because only, I've only, I didn't know we were going to talk about them. I've worked it in. Right, okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Number three for me is Home Alone. Okay, good. Solid. Stalks. Solid. That's, that's, that's played solid. played safe for number yeah, three. Yeah, that's didn't like... Anything, too controversial to go out there. That's like a on. John Terry at centre back. That is. It is. Yeah. He's dependable. You know what you get in. Exactly. He's delivers, a ev- delivers every time. Solid kind of seven, eight out of ten every game. 
Exactly that, yeah. It's nice and consistent, that. I like it, yeah. Home Alone's a good film. Again, it's one of those you just watch when you like. It's, so there's, the Christmas films are kind of a weird spectrum, aren't they? Because there's ones that are, let's face it, pretty shit films. Yeah. On the whole, like, if you looked at them in individuality. But because you watch them when you're a kid and you have that association with Christmas, they're good. And so there's that, which I think probably falls into that category. Um, yeah. It's not a bad film, but it's not amazing. You, you never know, but like if I watched it now, without kind of the nostalgia, yeah, attached to it, would I think it's shit? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, it, maybe. it's not the most realistic film, is it? Because let's be honest, they probably would have shot him and then molested him in real life. That's a Criminal Minds episode. Yeah, that you're after, you're after that. It's it's all too kind of naive. <laughs> that's, that's their Christmas it's all, special. It's all a bit naive and ignorant, isn't it? Really, because we. That's what you know. want when you're a kid, isn't it? Yeah. It you is. know what's great about Christmas Day? Actually, we were throwing shade on Christmas Day. Is the fucking the fact you know when you like fill yourself up to a certain extent where you can't fucking cram any more turkey in your gob, right? And you park yourself on the sofa rotting, and you put on the TV, and there's like a plethora of just like like these kind of films where they're like old nostalgic sick films and that that's one of the best bits what was I thinking about then I was thinking about a specific film it's the one with I, I can't remember the name it's the one with the young kid and the ah um, oh, the fucking little mouse thing that, what am I thinking of you know oh, it'll come to me don't worry Ratatouille <laughs> no it's old it's old uh, Rat Trap oh, Little Stuart is that right Stuart Little <laughs> that's <laughs> Little <laughs> Stuart the wi- the wish remake, <laughs> little Stuart, <laughs> little Stuart, <laughs> fucking fucking rat, <laughs> couldn't afford a mouse. <laughs> the porn remake. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> fucking <laughs> boat trying to bag off a mouse <laughs> with his micro penis. He calls his cock little Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> we've made that cute film so sinister <laughs> anyway my number three <laughs> yeah back, back, back to the podcast <laughs> is um, the Muppets Christmas Carol yes right I'm glad you've said this it is a film I think is it not yeah so what's the I well, think it is the Muppets yeah that's what I mean it is a film yeah because yeah. the Muppets is a TV show True. Well, then they made a few, so they did like the Muppets. They made tre- a feature-length film. Yeah, they did like the Muppets Treasure Island. They did like a Muppets Christmas Carol. Is is this the one with Michael Caine? In? Uh, I believe he plays so. Scrooge, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. class. It's sick. That one, to be fair, the original Christmas Carol is good as well. I just like the Muppets one because it's a bit more, it's a bit more levity involved. Yeah, it's a bit more light-hearted. Exactly. Because Charles Dickens is actually quite a morbid bloke. Yeah, true. So if you true. watch a real kind of accurate portrayal of. Christmas Carol. It's all a bit. Uh, it is all a bit dreary. Really, you don't want that at Christmas. Not really, exactly. You want Muppets, who are yeah, you know, in, inevitably more upbeat. Well, that's that's the whole whole point, isn't it? So yeah, the Muppets Christmas Carol is mine. I think it's a great film, and it it's one of those that it's again. Nostal- I think if I watched it now, having not watched it, I would like it though. Yeah, I think that one. Is it a musical? No, am I fucking? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched there's, it. For there's ages. definitely songs. <clears throat> yeah, there's always songs in the Muppets. That's it. So, so because it's a little bit. Songy, I like musicals. They're they're good. good so I probably like t- that now. I think ADHD friendly, isn't it? Musical. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's You're never all, too much talking. You never know what's going that going to happen. Um, are they going to talk? Are they going to sing? You never know. Um, and then I think the other thing is it's it's again that sort of nostalgic thing where you used to watch it at school just before you left 
Yeah. You no, know, just in that last week where it's film week. Yeah, yeah. we'll get on to that. That's yeah. another childhood memory unlocked there. Right, my number two is Love Actually. Nice, okay. Have cool. you seen Love Actually? I have seen it, yeah. I love Love Actually. I have seen it, however, I'll caveat this. Because I saw, <laughs> saw it with a certain individual. Uh, uh, and my memory of that certain individual is not not fantastic. Uh, so it tars it with the mad brush a little tar, bit. You've tarred the Love Actually with the mad brush. That's a shame because it's great. I probably if I re- rewatched it, I probably it's wouldn't. A, I love a rom com. Yeah, which I you wouldn't, I can't you get wouldn't, on board. Yeah, you wouldn't really think that looking at me, given how alpha you are, you know. Yeah, yeah given yeah. how much dressed as Santa in his bar, that's good. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I love a rom com. I think my uh, my romanticizer going back to our dating episode buys into rom coms quite. A I lot. agree, mine definitely does. What's your favourite rom com? Love. Never act- thought I'd ask that on this podcast. Love actually is up there. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's, that's really exactly what I was thinking. I that is one. such a good rom com. I obviously know film, Russell Brand's film. now been. Again, tarred, tarred with the sexual assault brush, as has everyone. Uh, yeah, my, but my I mean, char- back then... My charges are pending. But back then... Keep dressing like that. But back then, be. before he'd been outed uh, as a pest, you know, that was good to go. It was good Can to you go. St- is it still politically acceptable to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall? You know what? Now? This is mad, because this, um, this was completely unrelated. I was listening to a random Andrew Schultz and um, Joe Rogan episode yesterday. And it was like, I put a 15 minutes of it on before I could sleep. That's how I could sleep. And um, they were talking about in this 15 minute segment whether basically artists that have been cancelled, can you still enjoy their art? So, like, so does what, their art have to be of a certain level? Mm. So, like, Michael Jackson, for example, his fucking songs are sick, right? Yeah. And so, are they immediately unworkable because he's a fucking nonce? Yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because ultimately. Jimmy Savile was a great broadcaster. Can we no longer appreciate his camera this is presence? It. No, that's that is what I'm saying. Like, there's there's so many so many of those examples, and this is what Andrew Andrew Schultz was saying, and this is a kind of frame is kind of interesting. He was like, if we found out whoever invented fucking algebra was a was a sex pest, probably the was worst, in those days. the worst of you fucking the worst ever, right? Would people stop using algebra? No, can any hope? Well, someone I mean, yeah, needs you know some digging I mean. around that actually. Yeah, that yeah, could yeah, be quite useful. Yeah, yeah, for future generations of a school. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's K- kind of Kanye is a good like contemporary example of kind of True. that argument, isn't he? Because he's oh, you can't listen to that. Well, he's lost his head now, basically. Oh yeah, he has fully but lost. Some his of head. his tunes, like his early stuff, is class. Yeah, it's fantastic. See, and you can't argue with that. That's what I think. I think my personal opinion is that if you if you enjoy it and you have a, like a memory tied to it, then fucking enjoy it. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm gonna still enjoy forgetting Sarah Marshall because he's playing a character there. He's not yeah. playing Russell Brand. True, 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 true. He's playing um, another horny bloke who's in a band. <laughs> he didn't have a great range. Is he? Um, <laughs> what was the one that's uh, Adam Sandler and he he has like, amnesia every day? What's that one? Oh, uh, 41st, 51st days. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. That's, that's, a good that's a good one. one I've seen all of them. Fucking loads. They're yeah, all great. that is a good one. My number two is the uh, the aforementioned Christmas special of Family Guy. It's the Family Guy Christmas special. There's, they do fucking loads of them. Um, I was going to say, I can't even... Which one are you on about? I couldn't picture which specific one. So I'm talking about the one where they go uh, and the fu- they have to find Santa Claus. So oh, Brian and Stewie... Yeah. It's, it's all, I, I love the episodes in Family Guy where Brian and Stewie cut away. And there's an doing... episode in each series, but I forgot what it's called. They have a special... It's like Road to something, isn't Road it? to... That's it, yes. It's like Road to the North Pole, maybe, or something yeah. like that, I'm guessing. Um, or something like that. So it's, it's that episode, and they basically go and find 
Santa because Christmas is going to shit. And then there's and again, oh, fucking got, yeah, mu- got see, music. I in remember it. this. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's quite sinister, isn't it? It is a little bit sinister. Yeah. It, it finishes it with like a uh, an elf, an elf, um, fucking shooting, shooting himself or something. But it's great. Yeah, because yeah. all the elves are like it's like it's it's the whole. The whole premise is that like Santa's actually running like a slave, like a set, like a sweatshop. Yeah, like a sweatshop. Yeah, and that's yeah, how yeah, Christmas yeah. happens. So it's like <laughs> that is good actually. I yeah, it's a about good, that. it's a good episode. Yeah. Technically, I guess it's a feature film. I guess so. Yeah, because it's a yeah know, maybe. Well, yeah, good shout. Bit, bit left field. Right, <laughs> number one. This will split opinion, but it is a Christmas film. Die Hard. Right. Someone, yeah, someone put this in the fucking. It is because I. Is I'd, it though? It's set on Christmas Eve. Is, does that make it a Christmas film? So, again, I don't know because it, is the fact that it that spans Christmas. Does that make it a Christmas film in itself, or does it have to actually have Christmas theme? Does Christmas have to be the fucking like but it main is, effort? But if you actually unpick the narrative, it is all about Christmas because the whole point is he's come to see he's come back home to see his wife and his kids for Christmas, hasn't okay. he? Because like he's flown off. in, he hates flying. He's been dragged to this shit Christmas works party and it's been taken over by German terrorists. I'll let you off it's, then. I'll let you off rela- I mean, it's relatable. We've all been there. We have all been there. Yeah. I mean, when I you can, have to I, single-handedly I can, take on a terrorist organization. I was only going to tell you about two Christmases ago when that happened to me. Uh, fucking mad, mad year. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll give you that, I think. Oh, so I was going to, as I'm sure you can imagine, I was going to put Harry Potter for this exact reason. Because it, they always span Christmas and they're always on at Christmas. Um, which one is the most Christmassy? Though? I don't know. Four. Which Probably. one's the one where they have the ball and then? Uh, oh yeah, four. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Yule ball. So they'll yeah, um, Jar- the one that Jarvis Cocker does like a cameo in. Yeah, he's like in the band that's playing, isn't he? Well, is it, who, who's the band? Who there, there's an actual? Is it Radiohead? It's Radiohead, isn't it? The Radiohead in it. Well. Yeah, I think they're in it. Yeah. Um, so I I was going to put one of the Harry Potter films because I think, but again because Christmas isn't the main thing, is it? It's like a part of the film. Um, but I think I, you can have Die Hard. I'll give you that. Yeah, it is a Christmas film and it's a good Christmas film. And technically, Die Hard Number Two is a Christmas film as well. And there's snow in that one. Yeah, well there you go. And even more bloodshed. So if, yeah, even more so if anything, with bloodshed. Uh, okay, so my number one. Ready for this? Is a very vanilla opinion. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm sure you true can colours guess coming it? out now. Can I guess it? Yeah. Uh, it's Elf. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's Elf. You love Elf. Elf's yeah. great. Uh, Christmas isn't Christmas until I've watched Elf. Have you watched Elf yet? No, not yet. Ooh. After this. After Festivities, this, he's going to watch it on the plane later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As he goes to sunny Spain. Well, you know, you've got to spend your Christmas how you want. Um, yeah, I, I love Elf. I think it's, it's, that's quite a... It's Will Ferrell. It, uh, you can't fucking go wrong. It is quite a popular one, isn't it? A yeah. lot of people's favourite Christmas films, Elf. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, I don't think I've seen it enough. Have you not? No, oh, I I've seen have. it recently. Uh, well, I probably I, need to watch it again to uh, give it give it a full review. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty basic storyline. Probably wouldn't need to watch it many more times than once. But uh, but uh, it's yeah, it's again because I watched it fucking every Christmas, and it's that kind of association I have with it, which is um, which is why I like it. But yeah, it's good. That's, that's yeah. my one. What's your number one? We've done, one uh, one, we've done it now. Oh, we've done it now. Yeah, oh, I thought you wanted to go. Uh, comprehensive top three Christmas films. Let let us know what your top Christmas film is. Uh, yeah, I'll probably disagree because I'm right. So, yeah, well, yeah, I can't, I can't say that because uh, Elf's the best. I mean, if you pick something like you know Polar Express or something like that, that's 
That's like what's that? Brand what's behavior. that really fucking old one? Right, that always like, comes. Oh, he's, it's he's a, wrapped on the hat. It's fucking itchy. Is it? Oh, sorry about that. Mine's right. quite comfy. That's all right. Uh, what's that really old film with? Uh, I'm talking like came out in the fifth. Oh, it's a wonderful life. That okay. always tops mm. like best Christmas film ever. And I don't want there's, there's, that is a conspiracy that is because it's got to be shit. I've never seen it. This is the same thing, you know. So I did film studies A level, and I can't get on board with Alfred Hitchcock. You know how people say like all these old films are amazing. They're not. They're shit. Objectively, like yes, at the time when they came out, they were groundbreaking. Yeah, but you can't use that anymore Ex- as, that as a frame. Exactly, it doesn't hold the stand. It doesn't stand the test of time, does it? Because you can't say, you know, the best car is still the car that was the best in the nineteen fifties, <laughs> can you? Because yeah. it isn't. Well, those fucking shit ones that had, like, bicycle wheels. Yeah. You can't say that's the best fucking car of all time. Because yeah. it's shit. Exactly. You could walk faster than it. And so, you st- for the same logic, you still can't, you can't do that with films either. Because now they have more production. They have a fucking a bigger budget, a deeper pocket, and better cast. So, so I don't get on board. So, like, if you Google, like, best Christmas films of all time, I guarantee you that It's a Wonderful Life will be, like, either one, two, or three. And it's bollocks. And I haven't watched it. So, you know, technically, speaking out of turn, but I stand by my point. I don't need to watch it. I have that much faith in my own opinion. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> I've not well, done the relevant research, conviction. but uh, I have got the conviction. Conviction so goes a long way, to be honest. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I, I've never seen it either, and it's probably shit. So moving on slightly, let's now discuss Christmas specials a bit. We haven't kind okay. of... It's not yeah. got its own top three section, but we can... We can riff on it a little bit. We can riff on it. So I've written down four that spring to mind. Okay, let's so go through them. Okay. Uh, this is The first one's very on brand, and I reckon this this may be the best Christmas special. So this is... I'm putting mm. putting a lot on the line here. Knowing me, knowing Yule <laughs> with Alan Partridge. That's great. It's a bit niche. It's not that well known, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's, that, that is good. I can't argue with that. All I won't ruin it, but all I'll say is, at the end, he sets a dialysis machine on fire. How Christmassy! Yeah, yeah. So that's and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you how he gets to that point, but I'm just gonna leave. That's with for that. you to find out. That is for you to find out, but it is fucking funny. Yeah, that is. Great. It's like ultimate like cringe TV. Well, that's it. That's him and in a I, nutshell. And I love isn't that. it? That's him in a nutshell. And you know that Alan Partridge is very much a friend of the podcast, so we can we can always get on. Imagine board. if we could get Steve Coogan on. He wouldn't waste his time on bottom feeders like us lad he's a comic genius yeah and we scum well you might respect the front yeah well, it's worth a shot yeah. inevitably we'll probably message he hasn't got social media though has he not no he must have he hasn't how the fuck do you reach Cause these he, people because he's a uh, because he's too like he's too, enlightened. He's too like, enlightened and fucking avant-garde isn't he for social media he, him and Rory Sullivan would get on like a house on fire wouldn't they yeah yeah anyway uh, next one uh, so Blackadder's Christmas Carol oh yeah fantastic another great riff on the classic Christmas Carol story fantastic yeah any Blackadder Blackadder anything yeah you can uh, get behind that if you haven't watched Blackadder go and watch it because it's one of the great British sitcoms especially Goes Forth because that is fucking inspired isn't it yeah that's one of the best pieces of TV that's one of the best sitcom series of all I mean Blackadder itself is great as like a uh, a programme but as an individual series, Blackadder goes so forward. good. I must have watched that so many times. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, 
Vicar of Dibley, and this brings us back to kind of school memories. Yep. Cause yeah. Yeah, that's a, a stalwart of Mrs. Classic. Turner. Yeah, Mrs. Turner and Mr. Biggs. There you go. Shout out. So, but they never thought they were going <laughs> to shout out on our podcast. Yeah, I'd love it if they watched. Uh, yeah. So every Christmas and music, instead of actually learning like carols or something, which you would you would have thought we'd do. Yeah. I don't. I've never even thought of that before. That's like the or one. At least watching a musical. It's the one lesson where like you could actually like make it Christmassy. Yeah. And and it wasn't. Well, they just wrapped. They just wrapped and put the Vicar of Dibley on for us, which like, at the time I wasn't complaining about. I'm still I f- not complaining. Because I fucking hated Christmas. I mean, not hated Christmas. Fucking hated music. Yeah, I hated. Well, my um, hatred for music was exemplified one year, wasn't it? Well, you got put on music report. Yeah. So my <laughs> this was actually a great observation from the teacher. It would turn out. So I got put on music report. So our music teacher also doubled as our like head of year or whatever, and she'd she'd seen at- an attitude in me that she wasn't happy with. This is right. So we need to unpack this. This isn't really Christmassy, but it, it does it does need its airtime. You basically got on. You got put on a behaviour report because you were bad at a subject. No, 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 no. Uh, well, supposedly. I think the fact that you were bad at the subject f- fed into your attitude towards it in lessons. But ultimately, you weren't naughty. No, I wasn't. But I was apparently I, I was a bit um, apathetic towards it. I think that was why. Is he just butter? Because that's a subject. No, literally, yeah. So I got put on a report, and literally, this was the line on the report was, um, "He's so laid back, he could be horizontal." That was that was the fucking tagline. If ever there was a line to summarise you as a person, well, exactly. She fucking had it down to a T. There was Great. a biopic about your life. That would be like the name. That would it. be yeah, the tagline. Yeah. But again, I mean, we can all be fucking stress eaters, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking should have said that to her. <laughs> I reckon she would have rescinded the report. Just because I fucking basically didn't give a shit about fucking music. Yeah. She was getting her, she was getting type two diabetes, trying to fucking teach people that didn't didn't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was bo- that was bollocks actually, because no one cared about music, right? And you'd actually get so in any other subject if you weren't very good, right? You just it would be accepted that you weren't great at it. Yeah, it would be an ability thing, but so for some but reason for some reason for some of the creative subjects, they that per, that individual teacher just couldn't take the fact that you weren't good at it and they always amounted it to, Okay, well you're not trying. Yeah. Because it this is the thing with creative things sometimes. Because it comes so easily to them, they think, Well, there's fucking no way that he's that bad at it. Yeah. That's the great irony of it, isn't it? Because it's not even like kind of maths or English which can be taught to an extent. I know, obviously, like some people are more naturally gifted at it than others, but ultimately, if you turn up and you you do the work, you'll probably get better at it. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily transfer to creative subjects like music or art. Yeah, you can fucking spend hours on end trying to get better at playing the keyboard. If you're not musically inclined, you could have you'll a f- still be pretty shit. You can still be pretty shit. She failed to understand that. Yeah, and you know where the best exemplification of that is? Spotify. Because it's no shock, right, that it's pretty difficult to get a number one hit. Yeah. You have to be pretty naturally fucking decent if you're going to be Ed Sheeran, right? If I try and be Ed Sheeran, no one's going to listen because I'm not fucking musical. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that does me in good stead in America, actually. I was thinking about this the other day. What, the fact that you're musical? No. The fact that I'm ginger. 
and Ed Sheeran's a big hit in America. Ah, okay, I've got the Prince enough. Harry thing going on as well. Yeah, hopefully Mark, they Mark watch Riff, Peaky Riff, Blinders. Might riff on that a bit. Yeah, we've got Peaky Blinders as well. So I'm covering, I've got a, I've got a good trifecta going my way. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, well. I mean, inevitably, it won't. Uh, well, you still just, the thing is just my American fever dream. The thing is, you've still got to talk to these American birds. Yeah, I'm still working the, on the fucking telepathy. What, what might play in our favour is the fact that Americans are a lot more brash than us. I'm hoping so. So they might, you know, make yeah. the first move. They might do a bit of lead gen themselves. Yeah, the rules of engagement might be different in America. Yeah, it's not quite card alpha in America. I can only hope because because uh, otherwise I, I I will struggle again. Yeah, again. <laughs> There was a time, I have to, yeah, there was a time when you were pr- prolific. Yeah, well, we did unpack my trauma in the dating episode. No, maybe we did. I, maybe I was, need therapy. It was like, in that interim period, you know, you were, you were loose. Yeah, when? Which time? So There <laughs> there have been many. So when, um, when it was like you and Joe, Do- I think this is this was a Christmas. Yeah, oh, like, you I know, know you were you fucking mean, mental yeah. for one yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I you was were almost, pretty fucking prolific. I was, I was dangerous. So I remember you fucking prospecting a lot of, a lot of leads. But I'm just prolific. times have changed. Times have changed. My standards are so high. A dry right. period for me is kind of like three or four snatches a day. <laughs> He's talking about the Olympic lift. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly can't do that. Uh, right. Yeah. One, one, one more. One more kind of honourable mention for Christmas specials before we move on. Peep Show seasonal beatings. That's fantastic. That is. That's a bit niche, but it's a great episode. Yeah, well, it's on. It's on Netflix. So go and watch it. Go and watch it. You know the one great. where he shreds. He fucking shreds his roast dinner. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, again, we won't ruin it, but it's uh, ultimate cringe television, basically. Yeah. Well, and we we like that on this yeah. podcast. I mean, if you, you if you, you haven't out. if you haven't seen the episode, you will have seen the no turkey meme on the internet at some point. Yeah, that's a, like a it's a staple. It's a, it's a staple moment, that isn't it? Right, okay. So, moving on slightly, let's now do some Christmas Would You Rathers. Okay, so you sent these in. So, if this is shit... I've not read these yet. If this is shit, take a long, hard look in the mirror and fucking engage with the podcast better. Because a lot of them were shit, I'll tell you that. Because we've we've picked how many? Four. And there was a lot of responses. So, effectively, next time, do better. Yeah, so if you haven't been included, then, you know... Yeah, there's a bit of a... Writing on the wall there, isn't yeah. Because we asked for would you rather's, and some of you gave us like fucking loads <laughs> of random shit, <laughs> laying into your audience. This needs to happen though. Uh, we've got to set because we've, right, we've got to set the right tone because otherwise you get you know Refresh. standards. Yeah, standards get lowered, and before you know, you're not letting anyone it's in. A high standard for this podcast. Anyway, go on. Right, okay. Would you rather eat a chocolate covered sprout or a chocolate covered cockle? So this is obviously in reference to our last episode where we interviewed Mike Chadwick and Gary McNamara. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it after this. It's a very different tone, but <laughs> we can do it all. We do it there's, all. There's no child sex abuse in it, but uh, it is still worth a listen. Yeah, and so uh, to get to go straight into this, having never tried a cockle, yeah, I'm going to play it safe. Same. Do I think a chocolate covered sprout wouldn't be that bad? I don't even mind sprouts. I don't like sprouts. I'm going to put it out there. Do you put vinegar on sprouts? No. That's the key. Is it? Yeah. Because you can only taste vinegar. Yeah. Right. It's like anything pickled. But like sprouts are really good for you. 
incredibly nutrient dense. There you go. Of there's, you our, like there's our little P, there's our little sprinkling of PT for this episode. We've covered fitness. <laughs> Done now. We've yeah. covered fitness now. Sprouts are good for you. Finished. So if you put a bit of vinegar on them, they're actually tolerable. You can't put vinegar and chocolate on this. Where are you going? No, that's what I mean. So what I'm saying is, I think chocolate could play the part of vinegar in this instance. Okay, it's a lot less of a strong taste, let's face it. But um, dark chocolate maybe because it's a bit bitter. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, but what you're doing here is what I do with sriracha sauce, and you're just covering some of the taste like shit in something that masks the taste. Yeah, but I, but thing is, cockles inevitably because they've come from the sea will be salty. They'll be salty and they'll have a horrible consistency. But also, they'll be quite uh, a pungent taste. I yeah. would imagine they're also covered in vinegar. Fun fact. Um, well, again, that's why they have to pickle them because they're gopping. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I, again, we're not from the north, so we haven't tried cockles. Isn't it like an East End thing, like cockles and mussels and all that? All didn't Cockneys used to eat them? Cockles and mussels. And uh, what jelly deals? That's the that's what Cockneys eat, or like historically, that's what they ate because they'd catch it on the Thames. Okay, gopping. Yeah, There's is. a reason why Cockneys don't eat it anymore. Yeah, because they eat fry ups. That's Scottish people. Um, <laughs> it's cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> they eat uh, pastries from Gales nowadays. Um, Londoners. Londoners. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's a pretty obvious one. I, I mean, only because we're play, playing it a little bit safe. Uh, I think a chocolate-covered sprout has got to be the answer. And you go in dark chocolate? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, uh, the best way to do sprouts, if you're wondering... Um, is to get him on a little fucking little baking tray. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a chef in my, <laughs> chef in my spare ca- time. He's caveated this by already admitting that he doesn't like sprouts. So. No, no, but I do like them when they're done like this. Right, you should have said that. Okay, fair. Cook them like this and then put chocolate on them. That'd be, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be decent. Uh, so what are you doing? Strange. You're baking them? Essentially, yeah. So, I'd, again, it's like 45 minutes to an hour you've got to bake them for medium heat. In what? So you've got to bake, like, <laughs> effectively, like, a fuck, a fuck ton of salt and olive oil all over them and you, you you get them in a mixing bowl first put olive oil and salt in them mix them all up so they're all saturated and then when you bake them obviously they become a little bit crispy because they're covered in oil Ooh. sensational so that's oh the way that. you do it um, that's the way I I most like to do it so dad if you're listening fucking do that on Christmas day he won't do that yeah. he, he likes his conventional way of doing things going back to the cockney thing for a second this is off topic cockles cockney this is mm. off topic apparently cockney has an accent he's going to die out in a few generations why uh, because that you know that generic like southern accent he's taken over everywhere now The like re- neutral like regional accents are dying out are they yeah so it could actually you know how people get abused for having regional accents could actually become a sought after thing and then I, and then I can see this coming full circle and posh people will then adopt regional accents uh, because it will be seen as like an attractive thing. Yeah, true. Well, I think already, to be honest, I think there's some, it depends where you're from and what your kind of background is, but I think there's something already for, that can be said for like particular like northern accents or whatever, becoming a little bit I think sought after or being, because if you're like, it, it's, got, it's context specific, isn't it? If you're a comedian, sometimes a Scottish accent, fucking the material writes itself. Like a a Scouse accent, same thing. A Mancunian accent can can like comfort you quite well. Yeah. A Brummie accent's always shit. Thinking about it now, I think the Cockney thing, right, is that because London is now such a multicultural city, uh, 
Cockneys can't actually afford to live in their own city anymore because they're dying out. Yeah, that's probably more like so it. That, make, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, they're all living like Folkestone and... Yeah, they've actually basically had to move out of the East End because they can't afford to live there anymore. That's definitely what's happening. I think that's what's happening. 100%. Yeah. There you go, Nigel Farage. Free, free fucking uh, racist policy for you there. Bring back the East End for East Enders. Yeah. And smoking in pubs. And cancel the fucking show because it's shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, next. What are we doing next? Yeah, so doing? number two. Oh, yeah, so we agreed basically sprouts because I don't want to yeah. risk a cockle. Yeah, yeah. Having not dry one, covering one in chocolate, I don't think is the way to go. Chocolate cock, yes. Chocolate cockle, no. <laughs> is it, as a general rule. As a all. general rule of the podcast. Would you rather put your stuffing in a turkey or let Santa empty his sack on you? I think this is an innuendo. Yeah, so should we call it what it is? Yeah. Would you like to bag a turkey off? <laughs> I haven't specified whether the turkey's alive or dead. This could, That could be a game changer. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I still think it's pretty... Uh, Realistically, I don't want Santa Claus to spaff on me. Mm. Or in an ideal Can we world. get Mrs. Claus involved? It doesn't is specify, that, yeah, no, okay. so I think that's if you're taking a bit of a leap there. <laughs> Yeah, a leap of faith. I'll 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 be willing if the turkey's dead. As in if it's shop ready, not as if it's just like a carcass. That Imagine having to thumb in a softy in a turkey then. <laughs> shop ready. Cold as well. Oh, Fresh out of the fridge. Immediately fucking soften things up that way, don't it? <laughs> Disintegrate on impact. <laughs> it would imagine. Imagine you get your, yourself all G'd up. Ready for a nice moist entrance. Wrath with a certain individual. And then she she and presents a shop ready turkey <laughs> before your eyes. It's gotta be the turkey. You can't have no, you can't, you can't have an old man ejaculating on your face. That's gopping. How much has he got left in him? That's a good years point. Old. That is a very good point, actually. We can call Santa's bluff here. Because yeah. he could theoretically unload over you, but nothing actually leaves the hose. He's firing blanks. He's firing blanks. Ah, see, he didn't think about that. Yeah. Could take, I, well, that, is that a risk you're willing to take? And also, it still involves you staring down the barrel of a gun. You still... <laughs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> and with your extensive firearms training, you know never to look down the barrel yeah, of a gun. Yeah, you never want to get muzzled. <laughs> There's a, if you take anything from this podcast, take that. There you go. Yeah. Sprouts are good for you. Don't get muzzled. <laughs> So I think option number one, um, but I might need a Viagra. Thumb, well, that's all right, I can sort you out then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number three <laughs> and three. Would you rather suck Santa's cock or get pegged by Mrs. Claus? There's a recurring theme here now. Is this the same person? <laughs> yeah, he's just a pest. Yeah. No, it's not. He's a different oh, person. Very sexual, sexy-minded, Alison. So, okay, let's break this one down. So it's uh, it's related to the, the last one so you've got to either way it involves taking a shaft in one, an orifice yeah how gay is pegging I get this is a whole kind of ethics <laughs> you could do a podcast on the ethics of Let's pegging get into it <laughs> the ethics of pegging in this Segment. context a forced pegging I think mitigating circumstances could be perceived as not gay you just stop that there yeah you get if Jamie Carrey if we just stop that there Get VAR on that pegging. Um, <laughs> if you, we just stop that. He seems smiling there. 
we just zoom in on that there? It's a Gary Neville moan. Ooh. Ooh, he's come there. That really annoys you, mate. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, but he puts it in. Ooh. Slides it in. Yeah, Ooh, so this could, is... He could be off it. <laughs> this is a zero-sum game. Um, there's, there's no winners or losers with number three. Every, everyone's a you've loser. You've got to choose. You've got to choose. So, basically, well, if, I you, can't... if you're sucking a cock, you're dead. <laughs> you're not dead. What? <laughs> Fucking hell, get, your <laughs> podcast's going to get cancelled. <laughs> you fucking dirty bastard. <laughs> They're not right. <laughs> fucking. You're gay, is what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, fucking. It's a v- dangerous Freudian slip there from you. <laughs> you're gay, you're dead. You're dead to me. <laughs> fucking Bernie Sanders. Um. So, yeah. yeah, I see. What, yeah, so because yeah. uh, you can't, you can't kind of like you can't, you're all in, aren't you? You can't wiggle out of that. You're always going to be gay if you if you've intaken a certain amount of inches, you know. I think maybe we need to un- maybe we need to kind of like untangle the stigma around the male anus. Well, and pegging. Fundamentally, that is where your G spot is. How fit is Mrs. Claus? This is really the decider, isn't it? This is the other thing, so... Because if she's as fit a, as certain individuals, then they can do anything to so this me. is it. So is there a threshold of fit where pegging now becomes okay? Yeah, I think so. There has to be. Mom, if you're watching, please turn the podcast off. Um, so, do you think there is? Is that a, is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. Now, I can name certain individuals right now who are in your Instagram DMs who you would let do anything to you. And we know who they are. We, yeah, we don't realistically, don't we? Yeah, I mean, you're never going to see them, but hypothetically, hypothetically, I don't know. This is a uh, because I mean, it's quite the quandary. This, but imagine how I can imagine how like emasculated you'd be in uh, that position. Could you could get in the fetal position? I mean, that's Tur- still emasculated. Tur- turtle position for a yeah. So like when you get uh, a colonoscopy. They put you in the fetal. Not that I've had a colonoscopy, but I just know. But like, you're not on all fours. What? What goes on in there? You know when they put a camera up your bum. Like, oh no! To, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's what's happening there? Are you fucking just like. I leg, don't. Know, I think like when you. Or what? No, I think. Oh, you know, you go off, off off to the side. Yeah, you're off. To, that's what I mean. That's what you do when you get a little like fetal position. That's what I mean. Yeah. So you don't technically have to be on all fours. Okay. Okay. Which makes it slightly less emasculated. Well, it just then you just little spoon and something's. Oh, What's that? Too late. <laughs> Oop. Ooh, okay, yeah. I think we can safely say that your first your first pagan experience is going to be unpleasant, no matter who's kind of putting the pressure on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it could be Margot Robbie. You, no, you I just... don't know. I mean, that's going to be. It depends what the kind of what the uh, what the substitute is here. What are we kind of what's the value exchange. What do you mean? I mean, is there a is there a give and take involved? Are we taking to a? Oh right, okay. It's kind of a you scratch my back. Yeah, I I peg you. Scran you. Scranly. Yes, yeah, maybe it's a bit of the pod. Maybe it's a bit of a scranly. So, I think there's only one right answer to this, and we're beating around the bush, uh, proverbially. But, but um, well, the thing is, in the pa- in the last one, we said 
ultimately you can't get muzzled. True. And, and sucking a cock is again you're in the firing line you are in the firing down line range. So we can't go back on what we've said now you are down range so I think yeah fetal position loads of lube get it on <laughs> jobs are good and <laughs> get in and hopefully she's fit we don't know about Mrs Claus but uh, if um, Santa's got anything about him don't you think it's weird that so like when Mrs Claus portrayed right so obviously Santa's an old bloke but Mrs Claus is always quite like promiscuous and young if you actually unpack that that's a bit that's a bit rank innit Bit dodgy, that isn't it. He's going to be on on a list with a uh, Russell Brand ah, soon. Mate, Russell Brand soon, yeah. and Jimmy Savile. A lot yeah. of people have got, un, you know, Santa getting cancelled, and you'll be getting clipped up, dressed as you know, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, so, talking about pegging. That's good. Can't wait to clip that up. Uh, and and again, anyone that would like online coaching in the new year, please get in contact. You know, the link will be in the description. We do more than just pegging advice. We can we can get you in good shape. I promise. <laughs> Number four, it's Christmas. Uh, would you rather exclusively eat junk food and be able to train forever or exclusively eat whole foods and never be able to train again for the rest of your life? So I've been doing the first one for about 25 years. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so, I mean, I, again, I think as you get older, that will become extremely jarring. So if we're literally doing junk food, strict junk food, I don't think that's sustainable. So like as yeah. as we learnt at the weekend, everyone that's tried to do the McDonald's diet after about a month has ended up in hospital. Has ended up in hospital, and in no uncertain terms, been told that if you carry on doing this, you will die. Yeah. So how junky junk food are we going? Because I did. I mean, I was pretty bad for a long time. My like. Teens, teenage years were pretty. You were still eating whole foods in and around that. No, day. I was. Yeah, true. I was getting exclusively in. junk food. So if we go like, so it's not even ultra processed food. Like junk food is like takeaways, basically, isn't it? Yeah, you'd feel fucking horrendous. You would... imagine like so. Imagine as well. So you're training, so you're stressing the body. You're then unable to recover, and your inflammation is going through the roof because yeah, you're no. fucking smashing loads of junk food. So ideally, if you could like. Never train again be terrible, but like if you could like walk or do. I think something. we have yeah. If we set some parameters, like if you can still walk or like because you can't be immobile or something. Yeah, you know, like you could do shit like that. So I'll probably ch- take the second one. I'll take hiking as long as I can eat whole foods. Yeah, because you could still get mad fit from doing like fell walking. Yeah, you'd be like a man. As soon as you break into a jog, someone's there. Fucking stop! <laughs> stop trying. Oi, you. Oh, you couldn't. You know the fucking rule. Yeah, so I think it's got to be the second one, but that would be shit. Imagine not training ever again, lad. Oh, imagine, we said this the other day. How insufferable. I'd have to be climbing Snowden like five times a week. Yeah, that would be stinking. Because uh, otherwise... on Snowden, basically. Otherwise, I'd just be fucking insufferable. Yeah. We're both insufferable when we don't train, so that's not... Again, being seen off a bit there by that one, because there's, there's no winners. Yeah, well, that's the idea, really. really. <laughs> Yeah, so it's got to be the second one because otherwise your body will just go into deep decline. Yeah, and mine's already in decline off as it is. Imagine so. how much, like, imagine, like, just, again, like, no nutrients at all. How shit you rigged be, even even training loads. But this is the thing, right? So if you could still, like, hike or walk, as long as you were eating well, you could still get in all right shape. You'd have, like, a skinny rig, but you could still... Not you could, look yeah, goppy. you could look like a cardio hat, basically. Yeah, basically, which is in this situation is probably as good as you're gonna get. 
if you're not resistance training that's all you can ask for yeah you just have to like smash protein yeah so the muscle you do have but you can do because you stays, can eat whole foods you can eat around, like, you can yeah. eat the highest quality protein in the world yeah it's got to be the second one on it living on fucking elk and um yeah well if you, you'd be on snowden anyway so all you'd be scrambling is deer <laughs> yeah we need Go to on. get some elk in austin yeah we will that'd be, cla- when we that'd be fucking class tickling the elbows with joe L-O-C. rogan show him this clip yeah he'd love that i'll send him the pegging clip i reckon he can get on board with that it's the kind of stuff that he talks about with theo von <laughs> naval rabacant yeah. yeah have you seen the podcast with, with him no no i sent it yet yeah i haven't fucking asked like a lot of the things you sent me lad i've uh just discarded it by the wayside yeah. let's do a quiz oh yeah we're going for the quiz right so uh, so, so th- we're both participating in this quiz I need to set some ground rules here so i have the questions in front of me from a random website but the answers are at the bottom of the page so what's I'm not the subject matter of the quiz christmas tunes oh okay so this is how we, we're going to wheel in music into it now. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be terrible. Let's just to tell you, but let's, let's go for it. So what should we do? Should we do five questions? Because otherwise it get a bit convoluted. If we yeah. do like ten, we'll forget well, where we're at. Yeah, okay. So we should go Whatever. through the five. If you write them on your phone, so we do answers on notes, mm-hmm. I think. And then play along at home as well. Uh, and try and get all five if you can. Again, say these are five random questions and I haven't seen the answer, so they could be toilet. Okay, I've got it. Number one, let's go. Right, okay. Which Christmas song begins with the lyric, Hey, Mr. Churchill comes over here? I know this one. It is. Uh, hey, Mr. Churchill comes over here? Yeah. I'm not going to sing it because it'll give it away. I'm, no. I'm not going to do it in the uh, the no, tempo of the song. Right, that was question number one okay, that for one. everyone at home. Okay. Question number two. What did my true love send to me on the sixth day of Christmas? I ain't got a fucking clue with this one. It's, one of, the, it's one of those shit carols, isn't it? It's the yeah, 12 days of Christmas. I'm going to take a, a guess. Okay. Happy. Mm-hmm. Question's locked in. Question number three. Stay another day was a Christmas number one for which boy band? Easy. You got that one? I don't think I have. That's my propensity to be a bit, a bit camp in my music taste. Actually, I think I might have it. We'll see when we go through the answers. Right, okay. What are we on now? Question number four. four. Question number four. Which song was the Christmas number one in 1975 and again in 1991? That's good, isn't it? We weren't born in either of those years. Yeah, that's that's good. Skip that one. Do another one. Right, okay. Uh, What is the worldwide best-selling Christmas song of all time? That is so... I think that could be a trick question. Because it might not be like a commercial one. It might be like, you know, one of the shit, car- like one of the shit kind of like carolly songs. Maybe. Like fucking Jingle Bells or something. I'm going to give it a guess again. Because uh, I think that might be a safe bet. Right, okay. What was that? That was number four. So you need one more. Number four. And number five. Do They Know It's Christmas was a charity song to raise money for which African country? Again, I'm going to guess. Um, well, I just need to write my answers now because I haven't been doing them, so okay. that's good. Uh, okay. Por- right, no you ready? Idea. Yeah, I've guessed a few of these, I must say. Right, okay, <coughs> let me just write my answers. Number one ain't got anything for so. uh, What was number four? 
Um, what is the worldwide best yeah, selling Christmas best song of all time? Right, okay. Ooh. Did you go for, for Carol? Or? No, I didn't. Mm. Carol's not it. Okay, I'm going to go. A number five. Which right, okay. African nation? Yeah. Okay, sound. Won the six nations. So I'll now go down to the answers. Okay, so number uno, I have nothing for. Right, yes. So the answer to question number one Hey, Mr. Churchill comes over here. Go for it. What is Stop it? Stop the cavalry, Jonah Louie. Yeah. Got that. Mm. Great Christmas tune, that. Yeah, it is a good Christmas tune. See, if I'd sang it, I would have given it away. Yeah, it's a very would. distinctive yeah, beat, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you would, yeah. Right, okay, question number two. You got anything? Was, let me just jog my memory. Uh, What did my true love send to me on the sixth day of Christmas? Do you get this? I've got five gold rings. So I think they go a a day before. Ah, See, I ain't got a clue. Maybe. I'm going to say a commemorative Queen Elizabeth II pocket pussy. Nice. Probably, I reckon you're closer to the truth there than me. Uh, six geese are laying. Ah, fuck that. Sh- he wants geese for Christmas. That's fucking get with the program. That's bollocks. That's no so one's outdated. put that down on a fucking my, Christmas list. My though. answer's more relevant now. That's on your Christmas list, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'll be pussy. fucking threaded if I don't get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for go on Liz for years. <laughs> Staying up the question number three. It's Christmas. Staying of the day was a Christmas number one for which boy band? East 17. Yeah, I got that as yeah, well. That's well. fucking. That was the iconic Charles play. That is the iconic music video where they're in they're this all in shit white. Coat, yeah, 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 that's bollocks. Uh, right. Question number four was: What is the worldwide best-selling Christmas song of all time? I've gone with "Do They Know It's Christmas." White Christmas. Oh, really interesting. What, what is white? What Christmas? did you go for? Oh, it's the I'm dreaming. Yeah. I'll put Jingle Bells. Okay. White Christmas is shit. Yeah. Going it was going to be something shit. Cause it, yeah. I mean, it's just a euphemism for being on the shite, isn't it? On the shite. Yeah. I uh, I went for that, Do the Notes Christmas, because it was a charity thing. So I thought the good people of this world would have pushed that to number one. Yeah. Not. I mean, uh, well, that was the. Scum. Yeah, it was the question afterwards, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Do They Know It's Christmas was a charity single to raise money for which African country? Ethiopia. Yeah, got that. Was it? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, what a guess. It tied into... Get in there, fucking Iliad Kipchoge. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he directly benefited from the money yeah, raised they, they by... they just uh, funded his fucking marathon efforts. So I think Band-Aid, which is obviously the the kind of collective that did Do They Know It's Christmas Time, then fed into Live Aid like the following year, didn't it? It's both Bob Geldof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good, both, good bloke. Good bloke. Good band. He was in the Boomtown episode. All round good bloke. Yeah, he's, yeah. I- he's Irish, which is not great, but uh, we'll let that slide. Gift of the gab. Gift of the gab. Yeah, so that was a music quiz. Congratulations if you got uh, all, all five. Correct. What did we you get? Three? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, three oh, piece. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, I think I got two. Two top, out of five. Top three Christmas dinner food items. Okay, so we all know what number one is. This is going to be controversial. Nah. Yeah, so basically just spot two and three are up for grabs here. Because mm. uh, and also right, we, we might as well do num- we might as well cover number one now. If your top 
fucking Christmas dinner food item isn't pigs in blankets. Take a You're serious, vegan. hard, long look in the mirror. You gotta be vegan, ain't you? You have got it. Yeah, you've got to be a fucking salad scranner. Salad fingers. You don't. And as Homer Simpson famously said, "You don't make friends with salad." I I live my life by that. Name one time anyone has ever befriended you with salad. Yeah, you're correct. You can't. Do you want this? No. Imagine if you went to a barbecue for someone you didn't know and all they offered you was salad. You'd leave. I'd leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I'd call the police. I'd call social services. Call the barbecue Because their they're kids, ultimately, if they're vegan, are malnourished. Well, that's, this is why... child abuse. This is why we are going to Austin because it is the barbecue capital of the world mm. and uh, it's going to be sensational. There'll probably be... You know, multiple steakhouses that we frequent on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, don't so, worry, you'll, you'll see it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, veganism, is, that's the place where veganism goes to die. Yeah, I hope I die hanging out the back of a hog roast. And that's <laughs> or not, a turkey, that, like before. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> uh, okay, so number three nice for you. Let's go. American hog. Uh, number three. That's what you called Cauliflower cheese. Is this traditional? And that wasn't peep even a peep, that wasn't even a peep show joke. Is it traditional? <laughs> I don't think so, but I like it. I, I would have it. I don't think I it's think traditional. Cauliflower cheese done well is unreal. It can be phenomenal. Yeah. It can be fucking tasteless. You know, if you use like packet cheese sauce, that shit. Oh yeah, you've got to make about it yourself. Cook cauliflower properly and then like make cheese sauce with cheese. Do you like cheese, milk, and flour basically? Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, fine. Yeah. And then if it goes crispy on top, that's sensational. Sensash. Yeah, that's great. There, um, what else are we looking at here? What else we got? Going in the locker. I'm a big fan of parsnips. Ooh. And I put them at number three. Gary Neville, ooh, there. <coughs> right, okay, yeah, talk they're going to number me. Because parsnips on their own. Again, got to be. Parsnips on their own have to be. Go- I mean, they, are, they are gopping. So, how are, they, how are these being cooked? I've had honey roasted parsnips. They're good. Yeah, so I think that's got to be the key. Again, how you cook them. So I think a similar thing can be done, and this is why veggies it ca- can be so easy. Um, you know the way I mentioned how to do sprites? Yeah. Sp- sprites? Sprout, sprout, sprite, diet sprites. Brandy will come in there. <laughs> you do the same thing. You can do the same thing. So you cover in salt, cover in oil, bake them. Nice. Peng. Because they're crispy then. Mm. Crispy is the, the fun- fundamentally, that's the fucking deal breaker in it. Because it adds that crunch, that texture. Um they're crispy and they've got a shitload of salt on, so fantastic. Brings all the elevates all the flavours. So I, that's how I would like to do them. And, hun- and honey as well doesn't obviously go on this. Mate, honey roasted parsnips are good. Parsnips on their own, gopping. And also, did, did you know in like if because you're obviously like a uh, lifetime vegetable dodger? Mm. Did your family ever try and disguise vegetables in mash? With you as a child, yeah, sometimes because like parsnip yeah. mash is a classic, isn't it? Like they'd mash up like carrots and parsnips and put it in. Yeah, with Swede mash. Yeah, oh, yeah. Fucking, I that's can't Swede. In fact, oh ooh, yeah, ooh. that's number what? two. Got number two. He's locked in. Swede. No. Oh right, okay. Just thought of it. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh, right, so I, so what are we saying? Cauliflower cheese. Are they both valid? Actually? They are. Like, yeah, because they they're both valid. kind of, they're both fringe. Tier three forces. They're, they're certainly kind of top of the vegetable pile. Yeah, they're like the rifles. Tier three tier forces. Three. 
fuck's sake. We'll but, bring it back to the military theme. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, we've already got the fitness. We've done yeah, the exactly. fitness we've bit. Sprouts are good. Everything. Sprouts are good. Parsnips are like the rifles. What more would you want? <laughs> yeah. Number two. What, do you want to go first? I'll go it? first. Mashed potato. Ooh. Done well. Right, okay. He's mash. Traditional. Fuck knows. The I mean, potato is... Because roasties are up there as well. Right, so, so my number two is roasties. So maybe we Again, have to agree on the potato. We've got to agree on the potato. I like that. Irish famine. Come. If you're Irish. <laughs> Bob Geldof, friend of the podcast. Should have raised money for his own country. Yeah, they needed it. 200 years too late. Yeah. But uh, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? So the spud, the humble spud, yeah. can be spun in lots of ways. So like, let's go through mash first, then we'll cover the, the roastie. <laughs> So ridiculous. Um, so mash when again you've got to do it right. You've got so you, to do it well. So you obviously boil them for long enough so they're soft enough. Because if you have lumpy mash, it's bollocks. Yeah. So you've got to then put the elbow grease in to make sure there's no fucking lumps in the mash. Yeah. And then you put loads of lo- like the loads key, of butter. The key is loads of butter. Yeah. And I my family are, are against fat. Yeah. In, in, you like, know. People that make mash without butter need sectioning. What's yeah. the point? You, you, we can you do all need fu- more we than can you all- think. Right, so this is the difference between a crushed potato and mashed potato. Yeah. Mashed potato has butter in. You c- if, yeah. you, if you haven't got the butter component, you've just crushed a potato. And you can't really have too much. No. So butter's the key ingredient. I actually am a massive fan of cheesy mash. Yeah, again, again, not, not traditional. Not traditional for Christmas, but I would do it anyway. But the, the, so, see, this is why... The architecture of a Christmas dinner can be can be done well because you can kind of you can cross pollinate the cheese sauce from Ooh. the cauliflower cheese into the mash. Yeah, this but is we're fine. Getting a bit te- it's a fine art. We're getting it's too technical for the listeners because they can't get on board with this. Too, like, yeah, it's just fine blow, blown their mind. We need to keep okay. it, need to keep this surface level. Okay, again, so the the roasty is uh, it, it's it's unmatched really. I mean, again, so many examples of a roasty done badly though, which brings the roast potato into disrepute. Because it can be so easily done badly. Because if you ultimately right, a potato needs to be loved and caressed. Much like me. If it, <laughs> potatoes <laughs> have needs, and if you don't see to those needs, you know it takes two to tango. You're not going to get anything back. Yeah, absolutely correct. Love and care for your potatoes, and they will repay you in tasty goodness. What What do you think of Newt? Boiled new potatoes on a Christmas dinner. With that is a war crime, isn't it? That's if, bollocks. If, if you're trying to be fucking healthy on Christmas yeah. Day, get to fuck. Or if you've grown up with new potatoes on your Christmas dinner against your will, say like you've been calling for mash for years and no one's listened to you, then I would seriously consider calling child social services because yeah. that is another form of child abuse. And again, an honourable mention here, not Christmas related, but spud related, is um is the, the garlic and rosemary... Roast, like fried potato yeah you know, you know that, that's good again, to go loads of oil oil seems to be the, the main ingredient um, <laughs> oil and butter <laughs> is the secret to a good potato yeah. you got oil rosemary garlic butter and then spuds that's fucking phenomenal that is superb anyway. yeah fucking can't get up no new, new potatoes because they're lazy effectively the prep time is nothing we, we can all fucking throw something in boiling water mate yeah, and then it'd be shit. Yeah. <laughs> Put some fucking effort in. Put some effort. Stop. Right, right, this is the irony, right? The people who cook new potatoes on Christmas dinner 
We'll be the people that have wrapped all Christmas to get ready for Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, Do you know what I mean? But again, because they don't put any thought or effort into anything, they've been in perpetual readiness for Christmas Day since, like, the 1st of November. But because they're so lazy, they've they actually... They can't actually peel and mash a potato. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, we're not going to waste too much time <laughs> talking about those individuals because we don't need to. No. Anyway, you, you, can, also, you can also find dinner. those individuals in the obesity podcast. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, numero uno. Numero again, uno. We know what this is going to be. It's not sugar It's not a surprise to anyone. Pigs in blankets are goated. The world's greatest invention. Yeah. Basically, pig wrapped in pig. Yeah. Two pig times two, pig yeah. squared. Pig squared. Equals scran. <laughs> Scranly. Some um, fucking algebra for you there, mate. Yeah, fucking. One of these numbers, fucking fuck off. Meat algebra. Meat. <laughs> like that. They do that in Texas. School. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow. <laughs> That's what your, shaft, your morning four will be doing. Shaft and hole. Shaft algebra. Equals soft. <laughs> yeah. Pigs in, it's Christmas. Pigs in blankets are great. Enough said. There's never enough of them. Oh, this is this, this is always a main drive becomes a contentious issue at Christmas. You should always buy far, far too much food at Christmas. Yeah, realistically, right? However many packs of pigs in blankets you cook on Christmas Day, there'll never be enough. Right, in my eyes, I don't think there's actually ever enough in supply. Yeah, because if I was doing Christmas dinner, that they'd get like I would go to probably multiple, and I've never done Christmas dinner for good reason. I'm shit at cooking, but um, but I would go to multiple supermarkets and find every every Ooh, supply under the fucking. That is such a good shout, you know. Yeah. The new Christmas dinner idea: chin off everything else because it's like <laughs> fades into insignificance when we're discussing the pigs in blanket. Just have a Christmas dinner exclusively of every big chain supermarket's version of pigs in blanket. Yeah, and then you don't have to do any prep. You get them all in the oven, good to go. And you have them cold as well. That's the good thing. That's the other good thing about Christmas dinner, when you then get to scran it cold over the next few days. Yeah. And when next day you get to scran it cold, I mean, you just get to eat the meat cold because everything else just goes straight in the bin. It gets fucked off. Yeah. It? It you can't straight. have cold mash, can you? That's no. Can't have cold mash. I mean, again, mash, I like now. mash, mm. but you can't have it cold. And then obviously the vegetables, like you just, you're paying lip service to the vegetables on the actual day. Soon as the day's gone, man, yeah. they're worthless. They're there for effect. Yeah, if anything. fire for effect. Fire for they're effect. They're an area yeah. weapon. <laughs> you were the, the, quicker on the draw yeah, there. Yeah, like, pass. Actually, no, pass. It's we like pass. It was just a shit kind of Christmas vegetable. Carrots. Yeah, they're carrots again, are the just G, there. They're the GPMG of the vegetable Christmas world. They're just there, mate. They are they're not even there. that. They're the SA eighty. Like, yeah, they very, are. very bland, you know, very fucking just there, just do no a one, job. No one grows up wanting to fire an SA80. No exactly. one grows up wanting to scram carrots on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, they don't have them in recreational shooting ranges for a reason. Yeah, because they're shit. Because they're shit. And they're that's why they're getting phased out. Yeah, The carrots should get phased out as well. Yeah, by a far superior vegetable. Which would be what? What could we phase carrots out? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, nutritionally speaking, you want something like broccoli, but broccoli's too close to cauliflower for my liking. Mm. Too Maybe many sp- more cauliflower. Too many sprout ve- sprouted vegetables then. So what are you putting on your ideal Christmas dinner? 
Well, this is the inevitable now, isn't it? Because we do have to discuss this. There's no hard and fast rules in my Christmas dinner. I am very much a shoveled in person. And, well, and, with food in general. And inevitably, I will be having, you know, two or three helpings. So it doesn't necessarily matter that much what's on my plate at first. No, no, no. Because it all, it all... What is you know, on the table? What's going on? Uh, it varies, the you constituent know. Constituent parts. So you've always got to... Ideally, at least... You've got to have two potato variations, really. One's a bit slim pickings. It's like fucking... That's stingy, that Little is. Timmy, in it. Yeah, that is or stingy, that. little Stuart That's like, had a tough year, have you, Dad? Yeah, fucking literally. Hell. So you've got to have mash roasties. <laughs> we haven't addressed the, t- the actual... The, the supposedly the, the main day. So turkey, again, can be done fucking phenomenally well. It can be wrapped in bacon. Yeah. You know it's so mean? often done badly. Dry turkey, again, is a war crime. Yeah. So turkey wrapped in bacon and done with loads of butter, butter again, uh, is, is fantastic. So that's got to be in there, obviously, turkey. Any other meats? What do you think about Dave people that have, like, beef and chicken yeah, on Christmas? It's not a Sunday. Yeah. So going back Can to all we all have a Sunday, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so going, what, <laughs> back, going back to what we were saying about the uh, the uh, the mistake of having a Sunday roast every week to kind of take the take the glory away from Christmas Day. If you literally just cook a Sunday roast on Christmas Day, what is the point? There's no if point. You, if There's got to be some sort of nuance there. Turkey should only be consumed on Christmas Day. Well, you don't have like a turkey. Like a Kentucky Fried Turkey, do you? Exactly. People that put like a beef joint on for Christmas Day. What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, unless... I'll caveat one thing. Unless you're having turkey and like ham or something. If you've got both going on, like you can roast a ham and a turkey, fantastic. Not many people have got the facilities for that, though, big man. If you've got two ovens, you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, that is, turkey has to be on that's the table. Like, that's elite. That's elite Christmas that dinner. Is, elite. That, I think ham, is ham more of an American thing? Honestly, that's like a ham. That's it like probably a, is, but a like roast f- ham is great. Yeah, roast ham is good. Done well. But yeah, that's joint. what I mean. And because, Chris, because, because turkey can be quite bland, time, like times in it with ham. Because ham's normally quite juicy, isn't it? Mm. So, so it, takes, it balances mean? it out, yeah. I'm great at food, because I'm great at food porn, because I'm a massive food. Yeah, because you just love scran. So you've, yeah. got to have, like, you've got to have your turkey, two potato variations. You've got to have a few, roast. few sprouts on the plate, and then you just scram them straight away so they're fucking gone. Mm. Freeze up some room to move other stuff around. Mm. Uh, cauliflower cheese. Correct. Carrots. Pigs in blankets. Yeah. And then that's probably my first innings. Okay, nice. And then I'll go back for kind of minor ancillary vegetables and my second helping. Yeah, I like that. Stuffing? You're a stuffing man? Yeah, I am a stuffing man. Depends. <laughs> Muffin man. I am. The muffin man. <laughs> the stuffing man. My, uh, that's my, my bedroom cosplay. That is the gingerbread man. Born name the stuffing man. When I get I dress as the I dress as the gingerbread man and get pegged and I go the stuffing man. <laughs> and when you come, <laughs> not the cum drop buttons. <laughs> that's coffee though. Anyway, yeah, I I would I would concur. I'd say if you can have two meats, have it. Uh, <laughs> You're saying that to birds on the Malaga Strip tomorrow. <laughs> if you can have two meats, have it. If not, I will just suffice with one. Yeah, yeah. You can have two two joints, have it. <laughs> then you got roast and mash potatoes, and then you've got, um, in my opinion. Sprouts done well. 
Parsnips done well. And um, pigs in blankets galore. That's good to go. That is good to go. Mm. Anyway, we don't need to fucking cover that anymore, do we? No. Nah, I was about screaming, I'm starving now. Yeah, you are starving. That's, that's kind of it. We've done a lot there. We've gone for a lot we've there, lad. done a good hour and a half there. Yeah. I think we've comprehensively covered Christmas. You want to do. We, should we end on the nether zone? We've got to end on the nether zone, yes. Yeah, so we won't go into New Year because inevitably we'll probably do a New Year episode. Let's mm, be honest. Special. We, another special. We like. We don't want to take New Year away from its own special. Yeah. So again, the nether zone for for the uninitiated is that week period between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. Yeah. When basically time stands still. No one fucking knows what's going on. No one knows what's going on. Yeah. And again. This then becomes an excuse to fucking scram and drink loads, which I'm not against because that is really the one time in the year when it should be encouraged. Yeah, 100%, yeah. However, this is not the time to rap on training. No. No excuse for that. Work. All the time in the world, kid. Right, this is unreal, right? So for someone, people like us who love scramming and love training, this is this is up there with the best time of the year. Great. Because everyone's up for fucking boozing yep. and going out. But equally, you're kind of off work. It's like it's a na- nationally agreed downtime, so everyone's chilling. So you can just smash fizz. Yeah. So you can go. So you, ba- you, can you basically you're basically 18 again. Yeah. You can utilise also the extra cows from all your fucking roasties and go and smash bench. Superb. The nether zone is a great period, mm. really, to get to start. Don't leave it until January to start training. Use those extra calories before you store them as fat. Yeah. Get them used. Get a bench PR. Um, but yeah, I think that that is a weird week because you're right, time stands still. You don't know what day of the week it is often. No, when I say you've got that, no routine. When I say that, you genuinely don't. No. People, honestly, it's like it's like a war zone, mate. People just lose their minds. It's like apocalypse now. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's, it's all the way probably until... Because you get a little bit of a reset, a, a, a reality jolt on New Year's. But um, but actually, I mean, things don't start up again until about the fourth, though. Yeah, literally, yeah, literally. And I mean, that's the time of year where conceivably it could be like a Wednesday at ten a.m. and you're getting fucking bev with your uncle in your living room. Yeah, and that's okay. And and that (laughs) that is in in a non-sinister way that is deemed (laughs) to be socially acceptable. Yeah, Um, he's not grooming you. He's no, he might be. (laughs) Make sure you are aware. Um, Make sure you're of age. And consent. Yeah. So I think we'll end on the nether zone because again, that is a, that is actually post Christmas, but it's part of the whole the whole affair. So, um, by the time the nether zone's over, we'll be flying. Yeah, we will. So that's gonna fly by, you know. Let's, literally. Let's do some quick kind of on air podcast planning now. Yeah. What is the next episode? So this will go out on the. 11th this goes out on Monday and then what that's uh, what I asked we could do a Malaga thing a Malaga special mm. yeah we haven't done a special for a while no we need another special thing yeah good qu- good shout good shout so Malaga send so we've got for, for context we've got um, Malaga half marathon on Sunday it's currently Thursday we fly very early in the morning tomorrow um, and we're going to go and obviously do the do the obvious do the normal send um bit of chill day Saturday and then Sunday we'll run the half so we'll we'll come back and debrief that yeah so that goes out on the 11th and then I think on the 18th will probably be the Malaga debrief yeah unless we get a guest in 
because there's potentially one or two. There's that potentially could, one or two that could drip in. But again, we don't want to confirm that because we don't want to get your hopes oh, up. Oh yeah, I need, they would. Need they will be some, good guests. So need to do some um, podcast outreach. This yeah, weekend. we'll do that this weekend. The twenty fifth is Christmas Day, but you know we're not going to bend the rules just because Jesus. Yeah, is I mean just because I mean, it's Christmas, he, we don't rap. Yeah, I mean Jesus famously rapped supposedly for our sins. Well, I think that's a bit of a cop out. To be so honest. do I. And fundamentally, this is when you're all going to have time to watch podcasts. Yeah, exactly. So we'll come up with a special plan for Christmas Day. We haven't quite got that yet. And then obviously the Monday after that is the first of Jan, which will be the New Year special. The New Year special. It's have to be, it? it won't actually be about our New Year's because there's no way we will have had time to film and record a review of our New Year's in kind of like we'll just do a New Year's, but we'll, we'll probably do, be bev for it. What we'll do is we'll bev because it will actually probably be in, in the, the it'll be in the nether zone. So we'll be we'll basically spend that week pissed anyway. Mm. Uh, we'll booze and we'll actually deconstruct our Christmas Eve pub crawl. Nice. So it will be like a Christmas nether zone debrief, and then we'll kind of wet the whistle and let people know what we're doing for New Year's and how we think it's going to unfold. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we'll we'll have a plan for New Year's by that point. We haven't actually done that yet. We need to plan for New Year's. Yeah. Oh, and we're gonna do. We're supposedly gonna do a big fat quiz of the year as well. That probably will be that episode. Yeah. We could we could eke that back into the early New Year though. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Basically, we're longing it out then. Yeah. Uh, Basically, we don't have a plan. Yeah. And I am. The big fat quiz of the year could come out on Christmas Day. Yeah. That could be a good good one. one. People sit, you know, you know, in that post kind of like, yeah, post grand lull where like people like the older relatives have a nap. What you you don't really, you don't really know what to do with your time. You can watch the podcast. What you can do as well. It's because YouTube. You've probably got a smart TV, so your family are all going to be, you know, sat around. Oh, I like where this Post is going. Grand. Yeah, I like get where this is going. on your fucking 54-inch TV. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get your family involved in the pod. Yeah, I like where this is going. Bit of homework for you all. Put the Christmas Day episode on the Family Smart TV and pass the pod. Pass the pod. And if you haven't already and you watch every episode, like and subscribe to all the videos. Follow us on Spotify. Follow our socials as well. We're nearly a thousand followers. Almost now. there. How exciting! Get in there. Milestone time. How momentous is that? We've only had two guests on. Yeah, well, we've well, had three, and two of them are the same person. So technically, so we've had two lots guests. Lots of space. Because I mean, Chris Williamson and the like started by having guests. Yeah, they weren't at like the levels we're at. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't two want, guests I, in. I don't want to say I'm better than him. Ultimately, did he get this far just gobbing off on his own? He's now had 700 guest episodes. Yeah. I think. He's had 700 episodes, so maybe... I don't know if I don't know if he counts his ones on his own, but he's just done some on his own. But anyway, he's had a lot of guest episodes. So imagine when we're at 700 guests, lad. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. That's mental. 700 conversations with people like we had with Chad. That's mental. Ain't that mad? Yeah. Yeah, watch his space, kids. Right, anyway, love you and leave you, because it's getting late. We have a flight in about fucking seven hours. <laughs> Which is good. That's good. Still uh, yet to sleep. And po- and fucking record. Uh, get this scheduled. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good, isn't it? That's fantastic. So on that very merry note, we will see you next week. Happy Christmas. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas!